welcome to episode 28 of the current backloggers the date is august 20th i'm your host kcp and it's just me today um so i don't know how to tell you guys this but when we had carrot on last week our first guest that video got more views in two days than the previous video with me and Cody G, your normal co-host. So what I'm trying to say is Cody is no longer a co-host because I realized he was what was holding us back. And I feel like that's about as much evidence as you need. It's a pretty drastic jump for one video. Um, but in all seriousness, Cody's going through some uh, pretty shitty personal stuff, so he has to kind of be on, if it was okay if he couldn't be on for a little bit, so I don't take as much time as he need to. So give Cody some love, because he could definitely use it, and he'll be back on soon, and maybe even by next episode, but if not, he'll be around soon, until then. I'll be doing some solo stuff where I can, if I can find some people to want to uh, do it with me like uh, Carrot did last week. I know a few other people have talked about wanting to do it, then might have other, some other special guests on. But for tonight, it's just me. And uh, I think what I'm going to do tomorrow or today, by the time you're listening to this, is do something a little different than what I've done recently and not stream a whole lot tomorrow or today, sorry. Um, but uh, we'll see if I stick to it, but that's what I'm thinking right now. And I don't have any particular game in mind. What I'm actually thinking is using streaming as an excuse to be able to do the show I discussed a few times where I just talk openly about whatever's on my mind, politics, social issues, non-intentionally controversial stuff, but doesn't make anything's not controversial anymore. And so I was thinking, instead of starting a separate show, that I want to get more into streaming, and I feel like that would give me something to talk about, and hopefully if people keep watching and gain a bit of an audience streaming, it can be a conversational thing, and... We can go back and forth and people can say what's on their mind because I don't want to just be something where I'm preaching. I do want to be able to say what's on my mind and I feel like I don't get to say a lot of things that's on my mind because I have such different views than everybody and it's so easy to get canceled. Not that we're big enough to get canceled or anything, but even people in real life just treating you different or ending friendships or relationships with you. So... I don't know, it's just something that I've been thinking about and felt like that might be a good avenue to do it. And that doesn't mean that anytime I stream, it's going to be that. There'll be definitely times where I stream or Madden thing and that'll be the focus or there'll be a new game that I want to show or if I keep up with streaming, I'll want to try and eventually be able to use it to where it makes sense for current backloggers as well and be able to 
beat games while I'm streaming. So that kind of stuff. I feel like those, not episodes, whatever you want to call them, those streams, will be more gaming or general discussion centric or not even really discussion sometimes, kind of just gameplay. Or if maybe we're discussing some particular podcast and go to play it, that would just be more straight up of that. But on days like tomorrow, if I do it, there's not a game I have in mind, and if I stream all day, I feel like I might just use that as an excuse to uh, be able to talk about all of the crazy stuff on my mind, and hopefully if people are watching, they can uh, add to it, or we can go back and forth and start some conversation. And I don't know if I'll put all of them up as YouTube videos, especially if it is an all-day thing when I do these. But I'll probably try and put some of them on YouTube, especially if it's something like that, where it is a lot of things on my mind. Because even though I do want to start discussion, it's not just to say something crazy or controversial to get views. Not that we would get it worth how small we are anyways. But um, so even though I'm not doing that, it would be nice to have videos to be able to reference and to see what my opinions were at the time and see if they differ or just see how they look with time passing so with that being said we'll get into a normal show i think it's gonna be a very short episode i know we said that many times even with my solo episodes so we'll see how it goes but i feel like this is going to be a very short episode which is even more reason if you want to tune in tomorrow or uh if i end up uploading that video watch it then uh you'll have more content but i can just start with what i've been up to me and my family went to uh cincinnati over the weekend kind of like a mini vacation with everything being so crazy obviously don't have many options to do things safely and comfortably so this was kind of a nice middle ground to be able to get out for a little bit and i love cincinnati we went to um Kings Island, which is an amusement park in Cincinnati, Ohio. Actually, Mason, Ohio, but everybody calls it Cincinnati because a lot of people don't know it's technically in Mason. But it's a fantastic theme park. It's actually my favorite that I've been to. I haven't been to a ton, I'll be honest. I go to theme parks a lot, but it's usually the same few. But theme parks are one of my favorite things. So, Kings Island is always fun. They have a new roller coaster since I've been there called the Orion. It was super fun, but well, first off, you obviously had to wear a mask the whole time when we were um, doing that and all that jazz. But uh, it kind of sucks when you're in that kind of heat and that's happening. They were super anal there, so even if you took it off for a second or something, then um, oh, like, make sure you have it up. But as long as you had food or drinks, then they didn't say a word to you. And uh, we had the food pass, which gives you food every hour. So that wasn't really the biggest issue for us. But the bigger issue was it was super hot, but then randomly it would start pouring. But it was never lightning, so thankfully they didn't shut the rides down. But that made for some crazy-ass rides. That was the first time we went on Orion, the first time ever. And it was the first ride we did when we went there. 
it was absolutely pouring. We got the front row in the roller coaster. I was so excited. It was fun. But it feels almost like you're getting hit by airsoft BBs every second. Not quite that bad, but it's pretty close. So I was, my face was pretty much just like sideways the entire time. So I was like, that seemed like a cool roller coaster, but I honestly couldn't really tell you what was even happening because it was a little distracting. So we decided at the end of the night we would do it again. I also like seeing roller coasters in daytime and nighttime. I feel like there's a big difference. It stopped raining for a good portion. And as we were in line, it started pouring even worse than before. And then we got on there. And we weren't in the front row, which helped. But it was raining even harder. But uh, I kind of got a technique. That's how you know how ridiculous things are now. Where I was uh, blocking my face to uh, try and block the rain, but also be able to see and enjoy the roller coaster. And that actually worked pretty well. And it's uh, instantly definitely one of my new favorite roller coasters. It's good stuff. And then we went to the Cincinnati Zoo, which I've been to before, but it's a lot of fun. It's not as good as the Columbus Zoo, which... That's not being, me being biased. The Columbus Zoo has been voted one of the best zoos in the world many times. And I guess Cincinnati Zoo has actually been voted over it multiple times as well. So it's kind of a competition there. But I don't think there is much of a competition. I think Cincinnati is nice. But I think Columbus is definitely better. The Cincinnati Zoo does have wild dogs though. Go wild dogs. But what they don't have is Harambe. Because they shot him and killed him. So, um, and then we went to La Rosa's Pizza, which is the best pizza in Ohio, IMO, fantastic stuff. If you haven't been there, go there. And then the only other thing we did was go to Jungle Gems, which if you haven't been there, you have to go to Jungle Gems. It is this fantastic giant, I don't the best way I could describe it is a supermarket but like an amusement park form of it. It's so over the top. There's food from all around the world and then they have it lined up as that. So like there's different uh, countries you can go to and then all the products are there. And then aside from that, they just have, it's the biggest supermarket I've ever been to by far. And then aside from that, they just have such a selection and variety of all this crazy shit. So, if you're ever in Cincinnati, Jungle Gyms, check it out. And then, normally we do our corrections, questions, and feedback here. But again, there's nothing. So, if you have any corrections, questions, or feedback, send it to currentbackwaters at gmail.com. And then the news was pretty light this week, at least what I could, um, for what I got for us. And kind of, actually, everything we talked about is kind of, or everything I'm about to talk about is things we have talked about. So kind of just an update on some things we've discussed before. So me and Cody have talked about multiple leaks about uh, Halo Infinite and Monster Energy Drink partnering up. And it was confirmed that um, 343 or Microsoft will team up with Monster Energy, Dr Energy Drink to add a, or ad campaign to earn weapons and XP in multiplayer. So nothing revolutionary and nothing surprising. 
Fazmi and Cody talked about it's kind of cool just seem like they're going in into a like a crazy marketing theme with Halo again because it's been so long since they've done that so even though this is kind of overdone now and kind of common it was used to be unique with Halo but now it's just kind of a common thing but even though it is common like I said it's just nice seem like there's that excitement and that anticipation for Halo again and then the other one was another one we discussed the rumor multiple times the new Call of Duty being Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and it was officially announced and I'm standing by my point it's fucking ridiculous they have multiple um, subtitles for these games now it's just so crazy but uh they said that they'll, they'll reveal the game for real on August 26th because the, tra the trailer they put out showed no gameplay. But it was a pretty badass trailer. It's uh, just old footage and propaganda of the Cold War. And they said that this will be based off of real life events, which obviously Cold War was real. And the video, like I said, the trailer was really cool, even though I'm not the biggest Call of Duty guy. But I feel like it's going to be most of like most of them. They've been based off of real life events before, and they're about as far away as you can get from realistic, which is okay. It's a game, but if you're based off that kind of thing, it'd be cool to kind of have a history piece, even if there's some over the topness because it's a game. So I guess we'll see August 26th, about a week from now. When we get the reveal, how much it seems like it actually is a change of pace for Call of Duty and maybe more realistic in terms of storytelling. Or if it is just that's kind of backdrop and this can be your same normal Call of Duty. And then the other one was, I discussed this actually completely last week, but I left out part of it, was Suicide Squad from Rocksteady being uh, officially confirmed. But I left out that they said they'll be discussing it at uh, DC Fandom, DC Fandom, what a dumbass name, on uh, Saturday, August 22nd. So, kind of like Call of Duty, it seems like that's where that'll be the reveal, and I don't know if it'll be gameplay, but kind of the first introduction to it, so I'm excited for that. Media pickups, I do not have any this week. This is where I need my man Cody to... I know he's picking up some media. I don't even know they actually is. I just know they is. Uh, and then what I've been playing this week is not a lot either. I've been playing uh, Fall Guys on and off. Still having a lot of fun with that. Um, getting farther into The Last of Us Part 2. I've been putting it off, but not because I don't like it or any reason in particular. Just so many games and even outside of games trying to stay concentrated on keeping the house clean, spending time with family, I was says out of town, spending time with my girlfriend, friends, so kind of just a balance of everything, but Last of Us 2 is something that I can't wait to see how it finishes, and even before it finishes, I just am enjoying playing it so much that I need to stick to it so I can get through it before somebody spoils this game, because it's a miracle they haven't yet. And then the only other thing is, the Master Chief question on and off. Just playing some multiplayer. 
And then what I've been watching is not much either. That's why I figure this would be a short episode. But, uh, and some of this I haven't, wasn't actually watching myself, kind of following on my phone or my watch. But the Blue Jackets getting knocked out of the playoff. Sad face. I didn't get to watch the last game. But it sounded so depressing like many of these games have been. They're down 2 nothing. They took the lead 4-2, to two, and then I believe with 9 minutes left, let two goals. So went to overtime, tied at 4, and then gave up a goal in overtime to end the game at 5-4 to four and end the series 4-1. to one. And I can tell you a funny story. I don't know if I should share this because majority of people, people who listen to this are Blue Jacket fans. But we were at work, and I came out to go on break with my girlfriend, and I told her what I just told you, how they were down 2 nothing, came back, or score 4 tonight instead to go up 4-2, then let 2 to tie it at 4, and now it's in overtime. So we were going out to the car, and I was like, so what's going to happen is I'm going to turn on the radio, and it's going to be real exciting because we're going to win soon after, or I'm going to turn it on, and it's immediately going to be like, oh, goal lightning, game over, series over. I turn it on. I promise you within 10 seconds, that exact thing happened in almost the same delivery. She instantly screamed at me that I jinxed it. I only kind of believe in jinxing. I don't think I did, but it's hard to not feel like it there. And it was depressing. But as sad as it is, I said at the beginning of the year that the Blue Jacks had a talent to make the playoffs and maybe even far in the playoffs, and I still believe that. I feel like it was a combination of things. I think there's definitely some bad calls, but I don't think that's what lost the entire series. I'm not blaming the refs. I think it was that. I think it was the fact that all their games were so extended by this craziness of the overtimes and the five overtimes and everything that was going on that they were so exhausted that they had no energy left. And then the last thing is they didn't have too many big injuries, but Cam Atkinson was out multiple games, which I think really messed with it. And then Elvis, the backup goalie, got hurt in... I can't remember what game it was. The first series, though. And... So they didn't have a true backup goalie. I thought like I put a lot of pressure on Corpus All, which he played amazing. But that was one of the things that gave me hope is that I did believe in both them when a lot of people didn't. And I was like, last season and past few seasons, the Blue Jackets had Bob, which he was a amazing goalie, but he wasn't always consistent. And also... You had to rely on him because if not, the backup situation was no good. So it was kind of all on him. And you do need a hot goalie in the playoffs, and you kind of ride one. But it's also very important to have a, a strong backup. So losing that, I think, hurt a lot. But saying all that, like I said, I think this season, not a success but definitely way better than most people's expectations. When I said that at the beginning of the year, 
everybody made fun of me, including most Blue Jacket fans, and everybody thought there was no chance. And I didn't just say because I'm a Blue Jackets fan. I gave many reasons why I thought it, and many of those reasons happened. But yeah, as depressing as that is, as much as it sucks, I feel like we're so set up for the future. We have two young goalies, and Elvis shouldn't be hurt going into the season, I would imagine. They're both signed for multiple years. They're one of the youngest, if not the youngest, teams in the NHL, so they have more upside than a lot of these teams that might be more skilled than them right now but are aging and going to lose it and also paying a lot for players, so they're not going to be able to keep all these players. And then they, even aside from the young players they have now, they have very uh, strong minor league farm system and prospects that a lot of teams don't have, so they have players that we don't even really hear of yet that are going to make a big deal in the coming years. And then, like I said, they also don't have all these aging players that are making massive contracts, so they're going to have more money to spend than other teams. And one of the biggest things is they also don't have a ton of free agents coming up to re-sign. I was looking at their free agents, and... There wasn't anybody very notable that was an unrestricted free agent, which I can explain the difference if, for people who don't know. An unrestricted free agent means at the end of the year, any team can sign him, and he can sign with the other team, and the Blue Jacks don't get anything for it. The restricted free agent means the Blue Jackets in this uh, scenario are the first team to get a chance to sign him, and a lot of people are okay, but a lot of people are like, okay, well, I'm sure they might have a first chance to resign him, but people don't like Columbus, which is true a lot of time in hockey, which is nonsense, but it is true. So they're like, well, he's obviously not going to resign with us. But what they're missing and what they might not know is that it's not just that they only get the first chance, it's that they also, the difference between restricted and unrestricted is that a lot of teams won't even go after a restricted player no matter how good he is because if they sign him depending on the player's skill level you have to automatically give up so much for him it's not like a trade where it's debatable it's set by the league so for somebody like Pierre Lutubois which is a restricted free agent for the Blue Jackets it would probably be multiple first round picks you'll lose and then on top of that it's not like a trade either because you're automatically losing that and then also signing to this massive contract so even though you might be getting a very good player you're losing a whole lot so it almost never happens and then worst case scenario if that something like that does happen like so blue jacks getting a huge amount in return but yeah that brings me to my point that pierre lutubois is probably there well is the biggest free agent but he's restricted so that's a big advantage and a didn't have anybody very noticeable, like I said, that was unrestricted free agent. So I don't think I have much to worry about there. The uh, biggest worry I would say is who Seattle is going to steal from us. The Seattle Kraken new NHL team. Because as we saw a couple seasons ago with Las Vegas... They stole William Carlson from us, which he was a decent player for us, but he went on to be the leading scorer in the NHL, and they got him for free. Which sucks because 
the Blue Jacks are in the same scenario as these two franchises when they started, and they didn't have all these rules in place. They had some of them, but not nearly as many, and that's part of the reason the Blue Jacks struggled so much. There's definitely other reasons there. Some of it was Blue Jacks' fault. They took some of the wrong players. They weren't well managed. But a big part of it had to do with the NHL's rules, and that's why they made these changes to make it so teams can come in and compete easier. But it fucking sucks when these teams get taken from our team that's consistently struggled, and everybody's like, everybody makes fun of us. They're like, yeah, but this team just came in the league, and look how good they're already doing. The Blue Jacks have no excuse, but they're ignoring history and how the league used to work. So... I think that's a question mark. That's something that every team has to deal with. It's not just the Blue Jackets that it's looking at from our lens. But I think we're set up for the future, and I'm excited. And then the other thing is the Reds, which, again, they're not playing up to their potential. Starting pitching is, I think, easily best in the league. The offense is good enough to be at the top of the league, but so inconsistent. The bullpen is fucking horrendous with a few exceptions. So they're about 500 right now, which is entirely better than they've been for about six years, which is exactly why I said that even though I'm a Reds fan and Blue Jacks fan or whatever, I always try and be honest. And for the last six years, I said this. I hope the Reds do good, but I didn't have any confidence they would, and I thought they'd be terrible, and they have this year. I said that I had more hope than I had in the past six years, and I thought they could potentially be very good. And they've shown the potential for that, even though they're not bad and they're better than they have been. They definitely have not shown their true potential completely, so we'll see if they can do that. And then the only other thing I've watched was tonight we started season four of Lost. So... I won't add anything to that because I don't want to spoil, for, spoil it for anybody that watched in our group and might not be caught up. But Lost is phenomenal. If you never watch Lost, watch it. Reminders for free games this week. You got on Xbox One, Portal Nights till August 31st. You got Override Mech City Brawl till September 15th. And... On 360, you got till August 31st, you got Red Faction 2. And on PlayStation Plus, till August 31st, you got first, you got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Fall Guys. So make sure you get Fall Guys before it's too late. So I think that game's only $20, which is worth it for that if you play it. But obviously, it's worth free if you can get it for that. Then um, that takes us to Fake Outrage. I don't have any this week. I'm sorry. We'll get that back soon. Maybe when Cody's around and some more of a normal surroundings. So that's the end of the show. Um, thanks for watching. I think that was definitely one of the shorter, if not the shortest episode yet. But thanks for watching because I know everything's kind of up and down right now and everything's weird. So I appreciate you guys watching. Um, if you have any feedback, you can send it to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. If you have any corrections or questions or feedbacks, I should say, or feedback, I always add an S there for some reason, you can send it to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at currentbacklog. But yeah, thanks for watching, and may I see you on the stream.